Ciao ragazzi and welcome to another edition of City A Sit Down, World Football Index's podcast of Calcio Told Like It Is and soon we're going to be headlining teams like Chievo and uh, who the hell else is in City B that's going to come up? I'm Frank Rivello, he's Richard Carmen. Ciao Richard. Ciao, Frank. How are we doing? It's a, a lively Sunday night, huh? Yeah, slow news day, right? Shoes, geez. Uh, yeah, things just hitting the wires officially, I guess, three hours ago. But yeah, it's been crazy all day with rumors going back and forth. And yeah, a lot to get into. And mostly a lot, a lot about that. But I mean, this Calcio in general was pretty awesome as well. But uh, yeah, it's just... Uh, Yeah, how in the actual fuck can you be the vice president of some Super League and your team loses to a team that you say is too small to be in the Champions League? How does that work? How in the fuck does that work? Fuck Andrea Agnelli. Just fuck them. To be fair, they're about to lose to the Scudetto winners. Potentially. <laughs> it could be. Atalanta might be your Serie A. My Atalanta might be your Scudetto winners this season. Oh, my goodness. This is, oh. a, this is insanity. I mean, everything that's – it's all going down. UEFA is going to have an emergency meeting tomorrow about all of this. Yeah. Yeah, there's there's tons of stories going on. And for everybody that lives under a rock um, – Sorry. And all apologies to if you literally do live under a rock. Uh, but – it's been announced. A formal announcement was made that there is a there is a twelve team founding membership of a European Super League, which involves AC Milan, Inter, and Juventus. Okay, yeah. so we've got uh, six clubs in England. Among them, Tottenham Hotspur for some reason, um, Arsenal for some reason, <laughs> um, and then you've got uh, three teams from Spain. Uh, the two Madrid teams and Barcelona. Yeah. Um, you know, if four of the English teams aren't even in the Champions League spots in the EPL from, <laughs> from Nathan. I mean, how absurd is this? And and did the, just the timing of all of this, this is terrible. Yes. During a pandemic where people are, you know, people are struggling, man. People are trying to figure out how the hell they feed their their, their families and, and all this other stuff. I and mean, these assholes are going to come forward and they're going to create this league, you know, that is just going to mean a lot more money for them. And and they say, well, it's going to be great for the game. And how? How is it going to be great for the game? Jurgen yeah. Klopp, I read a, a, a snippet of his said, he said, who the hell wants to watch Real Madrid play Liverpool for 10 straight years? I know I don't. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And and listen, that's the beauty of the way it's set up now. I you you the, the those matchups are you know once every so often and they're special when they happen and now you're gonna make a regular league thing out of it it's gonna bore me to fucking tears I'm actually pissed off that our team is a part of it yeah all right yeah. I'll be a Milanista till I die but if this European Super League really does go ahead I I don't I'm I'm not in I can't I can't do it I'm not interested in this I I like it the way it is now. All right, I really do, and 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 this is going to destroy football. I mean, I, I believe in this sport being developed all the way from the grassroots. Okay, David Gracio has asked me really why. I said I'm, I don't, <laughs> I don't know why. Why? Because I like the way it is now. All right, 
I like the way it is now. All right. I, I Who's don't to say the leagues are going to keep the teams in the, in their in their league tournaments. Yeah, everybody likes the way it is now. You know, this is a this is a pathetic money grab. All right, by some disgusting owners who are not football people. All right, none of them are. They're business people, and it's going to destroy the sport. It's going to destroy the sport in Europe. We could finally get more money. I, I, I don't, David. I care about what's going on on the pitch. I don't care. So will every other team in the league, though. So it, it won't make any difference. But yeah, so, no, it's good. Um, since you're speaking of money, uh, by the way, this podcast is uh, sponsored as well as the Super League by J.P. Morgan. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> yeah, this is crazy. I mean, J.P. Morgan says that the, all the founding members will get 3.5 million euros uh, just to fend off the pandemic and have money to spend on this new. I'm like, oh my gosh, they're gonna. It's ridiculous and. The, the pushback on by social on social media has been ridiculous. But, and these are by, from the teams that are involved. These are not just fans from the outside. These are Arsenal, Liverpool, I mean, Milan, uh, Juve, all these fans of these clubs are like, what the fuck is this is going on here? It's like, you know, Gary Neville went on a rant, which, you know, I, I rarely, and I mean rarely, probably never agree with Gary Neville, but he went on a rant about this whole thing. I, I agree with him 100%, actually. Um, it's going to take away all the tradition and stuff of all, this has been, you know, the, the poor man's game, you know, working into a rich man's club now. And, um, it's ridiculous. And I, you know, what are the, what are the leagues going to do? You, you know, UEFA is going to come down hard more than likely. I mean, I don't know what FIFA is going to do, but they're going to, they may scrap the European tournaments for some of these teams that are involved with, the, at least the players who are involved with these teams may not be able to play with their national teams, potentially, uh, in European championship, um, you're going to probably see, you may see, I mean, there's rumors that you may see all the uh, semifinalists except for PSG uh, disqualified and PSG might be awarded the, the awarded the title. That's um, not new to PSG. That's how they're winning their title. And the days. funny thing about this is they're going to win the title and then they're going to join the Super League because the, the, yeah. the three teams not mentioned are PSG, Bayern, and Dortmund. Those I, three saw, will join. I, I thought I saw earlier that initially Bayern and Dortmund are refusing to join. That's because they're playing nice at the moment. I, I guarantee they're going to jump in there. Oh, I sure. I mean, I, once they see what it, what's all involved. Yeah. I just, I have yet to talk to or come across a person that is on board with this and likes this. Nobody likes this. Nobody wants this. Nobody. And not even the players from the past, yep. you know, that played for these clubs. Nobody wants this. I'm, I'm astonished that, that AC Milan has, has gone along with this. All right, they might not. Maybe because they just didn't have a choice. It's like, all right, follow the money, you know. But I just and Pouty Saudi is asking who's who's the three point five billion going to come from? It's J.P. Morgan's financing all this. I mean, they're they're the money money financiers, and they're going to find ways to pay all these clubs. I don't know where this money is going to come from, but that's a lot of money for all these these rich clubs and. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's rumors that, you know, maybe, you know, Gary Neville brought up the point that maybe, maybe all these leagues should, you know, sanction, heavily sanction these clubs for doing this. Um, and imagine if Serie A did that, right? Cause, uh, you know, three of the top four teams right now are mentioned in the Super League. So imagine, you know, Agnelli, first of all, trying to ruin Inter Scudetto hopes by, you know, doing this Super League and get them deducted. But then he meant, I mean, Inter, Juve, and Milan could get deducted points. Maybe Atalanta wins the title. We were joking earlier, but I mean, it's possible. Anything is yeah. possible right now. It's still very early. Uh, I'm sure nothing's gonna be that crazy reaction this year, but I mean, in the following years, who knows? Uh, this is ridiculous, and I think from from tradition standpoint, I mean, first a does do these all the leagues like City? Does City keep these three clubs in their league? I mean, if they don't, if these clubs don't remain, 
it's going to be a wide open for the Scudetto or any title for any of the leagues going forward, which may be more entertaining, but all the good players are going to be bought up by these super clubs. And then the quality of the pitch, yes, it's going to be better for the league. And what what sense that all the best players in one league? Maybe. But the rest of the leagues are going to be hurting because all the talent's going to be, uh, you know, just ripped away from them. And they may have a good year here and there with like teams who can scout very well. Uh, we'll have a good year here and there, but then they'll lose everybody. Uh, it's going to be a vicious cycle. It's going to be, uh, uh, I don't know, man. I'm not on board. I'm not, I'm not on, board. on board either. But here, here's the funny part. If the, all this happens and those three teams jump ship to the European Super League, Roma still won't win anything. <laughs> <laughs> they won't. They might get Champions like League, the, though. Other clubs are going <laughs> to jump them and win the Scudetto. Roma's going to still sit there holding the bag, <laughs> holding, the, holding the tree. Maybe. <laughs> so. That's what's going to be awesome about it. Oh. I mean, like, and I went to Twitter and I said, look, the only redeeming quality I'm going to get out of a European Super League is watching Juventus get the shit kicked out of them every week yeah. because that's what's going to happen. All right. I mean, Milan, Milan too. Inter, inter, yeah. inter I won't like right that, now, but, but I mean, yeah. it's just like it's you know what i believe in i believe in the sport in its in its purest form i believe in the sport in its purest origins i don't believe in this pathetic attempt of a cash grab for a handful of clubs and just making themselves exclusive to everybody else all right i i don't it's not right and the way um, it's supposed to be played right now is that the games are will be played midweek to not conflict with the weekend games but that's the same time the champions league goes on so yeah i don't know man yeah. I mean, if J.P. Morgan really has a hard on for this kind of thing and getting involved in a, you know, in some sort of financial aspect with European football, all right, they were they would be better off, and they would optically would look a lot better if they could figure out how to partner with UEFA, okay, to tweak the Champions League brand, all right, to, which they did this year, which yeah, which they did this year, which they've done in the last couple of years, but if they want to try to tweak it even further or figure out how to inject money into the into it. That would that would be a much much better look than pulling twelve teams, you know, from member associations within UEFA and telling them, hey, here's here's a lot of money, come and join us, and then eventually three more teams, and then whoever else after that. I don't know what FIFA's stance is in all this. Um, I read all the comments and you know blah blah blah, but you know that's going to be big because we know that UEFA is going to come down hard. They're going to yeah. ha- they're going to come down hard on all the teams, all the players that are involved with these teams. Uh, so as you know, kind of Gianni kind of points out in the chat, if this starts affecting the national teams, are people going to, you know, a lot people want to win the world cup. You know, that's like the main, that's the ultimate dream, right? If it starts affecting those players and they're not, mm. a, they're unable to play in these big tournaments because of their involvement with these super leagues, that could really change things. That could be the yep. decider. I think, uh, so what, what FIFA decides is going to be big because you know, UEFA is going to sanction these, these players. So that's going to affect the European teams. Now, what? How does it affect the rest of the world? That's going to be the question with FIFA. So, stay tuned. It's 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 going to be ever changing. I just, yeah. I mean, th- this whole thing doesn't make sense. The 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 clubs that have been selected don't make sense. What is it? It's uh, in England. It's the two Manchester clubs: Liverpool, Arsenal, Tottenham, and Chelsea. Yep. Um, and then yeah, it, it's yeah. I I can't I can't go along with this. I just can't. Yeah. Um. Uh, you know, and I, I'm going to have a very hard time being interested in wanting to watch these games and, and, and that sort of thing. I said, that's what's made the Champions League special, that you get that special two-game occasion, you know, in a knockout stage, you know, two clubs, you know, from different countries. And, you know, to be to, to be able to see it every so often, not to not to have to see it every year. And see upsets. Or, You're not going to see upsets. You're going to see, oh, 
Hey, Arsenal beat uh, Juventus. whoop de doo Oh, Juventus beat uh, Real Madrid. whoop de doo I mean, they're all teams that should be beating, beating each other once in a while. You're not going to have that Cinderella story in that for sure. I mean, maybe occasionally they'll leave three or four spots for a team that can get promoted you know, each year, and maybe they do something great. But, um, yeah, it's – I don't know. It's Right now I don't like it. I mean, we'll wait and see to see what the full details are, what happens, what's the fallout from all this. But – I don't like it right now, man. And you know, yeah. and if it were to happen, and you know, it also depends. Well, the the main the main thing for me is: will these clubs that are involved will they be allowed to play in their in their leagues? Well, what's the, what's that going to be like? No. If they are, okay. But if they're not, then do you change your allegiance? I mean, yeah, maybe so support your team in the Super League, but do you find a new team in, in the league? So, like, like for example, if Milan for us, if they go into if they go to Super League and not in Serie A, do you find another team to follow? Yeah, you know. Would you watch if Milan was in regardless of the league? I um, I would honestly have a very hard time watching Milan in, in a Super League. Um, I honestly, I, I don't, you know, I don't know. You if watch I can it in do... the beginning and then you're like, okay, it's nothing. It's I'm not old, meaningful. It's not meaningful. I'm old. I'm old school. Okay. I'm old school. I love, I love the old. Yeah. You could, Richard could be a Crotone supporter, you know, officially. <laughs> he could wear his old Falcinelli jersey and. And parade around it, it'd be great. Um, After they you know, get relegated and promoted back, right? <laughs> yeah, I would probably just be. I would probably support Napoli uh, if that happened, or you know, if, if I had to. Palermo, had Palermo, to, or even even Palermo. I think I would. I would support both Napoli and Palermo. I, I kind of do. Um, uh, Nathan, <laughs> Palermo's got to actually get back in Serie A before they can be your Serie A team. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, I don't. Johnny's making an excellent point. Won't blame the diehard fans for watching their teams in that league, but I think the passion would be dead. Absolutely right. Yeah. You know, absolutely right. This is like. Do you know the cost of that too? Uh, going yeah. to those games. Right. Who can afford it? Right. Those celebrities. I mean, you know, I have my my greatest memories of of watching sport is when i watch is from milan i mean if i have my top 10 greatest sporting memories of all the teams i support milan probably take up anywhere from 5 to 7 of them with the with the italian national team maybe taking up one and the us national team taking up one and then maybe my pittsburgh being a pittsburgh steeler fan okay i mean that's that that's where it is i mean i'm a pittsburgh steeler fan but when they lose Okay, five minutes later, I'm on with something else in my life. All right, and and here in Milwaukee, I support the Brewers and the Bucks. When they lose, all right, it's I get Every on to day. something else. In my life. The Milan, the Milan losses sting harder for me. Okay, yeah. and so it's it's different, and you'll turn this, you'll turn that into, you know, to Johnny's point, the passion would be dead, and. Suddenly, watching Milan, they would lose a, a match in the Super League, and I would just I, – I would be over it like the second it was over. So, you know, it wouldn't have the same – it would not it would not evoke the same emotions that, you know, a, a European night does in the Champions League or a Serie A game where it's on the line for a, you know, for a top four place or for a, for a Scudetto or for clinching the Scudetto. You know, like it did in 1998 when uh, when Zaccaroni's Milan won on the last day. I was just I was euphoric because there was at the same time as Lazio and Milan had to go and beat Perugia and they won with Oliver Bierhoff scoring that goal. You know, that was I, <laughs> I there's 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 few times where I shouted as 
shouted really loud after a after a game was over. That was one of them. Yeah. So um, you know, it wouldn't uh, be the same. I was thinking, uh, you know, while it would be nice if you're you know you're a fan of one of these teams in in the Super League and you won the whole thing. If there's I don't know if there's some way to win it, you know, you could gloat that you're the best team in the world, best European team in the world. But then on the same front, all the the, the all these fan bases have annoying fans. Right, they they get a very obnoxious. And imagine when those teams, whoever fans it first, you're just gonna hear nonstop. You're gonna have to turn off Twitter or whatever yeah. social media because you're like nonstop. We're the best team in the world. There's no proof. There's proof now. And I'm like, oh my god. Yeah. No more FFP. I actually kind of find it amusing that UEFA are gonna crack down on all of these teams now after letting them slide with all of their financial irregularities mm-hmm. through the years mm-hmm. to keep them in their competitions. Yeah. So now they're gonna now they're gonna put on their big boy pants. So. We'll see what UEFA has to say about this on Monday. We're recording this on a Sunday night. Um, we just jumped right into this, Richard. So let's get into the particulars. First of all, the chat is jumping. We we, we love all of you. Thanks for joining us. Yeah. Get interactive. Ask us some questions if you want. Um, uh, you know, about Serie A uh, as we currently know it. Um, <laughs> and we could also, social media will need its only Super League. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Stevie's, Stevie's coming strong in the chat. Um, but, uh, no, uh, if you, uh, if you're watching us for the first time here uh, on our broadcast, please, uh, please subscribe, uh, so that you can be notified of future, uh, broadcasts. And then also, uh, please drop a like if you're enjoying the content. So, uh, helps us out means a lot to us. Absolutely. So, um, so thank you all. Thank you for joining Milan weekly pod for the championship. Every time though, Johnny, you're going to come and say that on our podcast. Hey, he's a culture <laughs> guy too. So he's hey, yeah. And well, I guess he's he's conceding defeat. That's right. Could be worse teams, that, worse uh, podcast to be if all defeat too. So but Stevie it's only covers Stevie only covers one team. We cover twenty. Yeah, they do a damn good job. They do a damn good job. We love them. We do. They haven't had me on in a while. I don't know. I don't, and I don't understand why. The truth comes out. So, <laughs> so hey, Stevie, get with President and get on it. <laughs> I only have a couple of Monday nights left before uh, my golf league starts up, and I'm not available. Oh. So. <laughs> All right. Um, so, I mean, so so some more. There's so many things that came from this story. I mean, first, you know, Anyali Anyali is what, the, the president of the of UEFA, whatever. Right now, and he had to step down because of all this news. Because obviously, he started the whole Super League thing or part of it, right? Uh, this is so many fallen pieces from all this stuff. Um, and it's yeah, it's it's so still too early to say anything really, other than our gut reaction, which is which we've we've all said today. Um, and we just did on the podcast, but uh, once more details come from this, like what will the leagues do? What will UEFA do? That's the big chip, right? Uh, and then where it goes from there, then we'll get some more clarity on this, and we can really uh, hone in on our on our discussion. But for now, it's just a reaction of the big news that came today, the uh, official announcements. Because every club on Twitter of these twelve teams all now made the official announcements on their Twitter today and social media. So. Yeah, it's going to be a hectic week, a fun week, but it's uh, the timing is terrible for sure. Sure, sure. Um, we've got a lot to go over. Uh, we actually had, you know, as long as these guys are still eligible for the Champions League, we had games <laughs> that had serious uh, top four implications. Um, and then we have the rest of uh, Serie A. There were 41 goals uh, yeah, scored over this past weekend, so we've got to go over all of that. And then who won Calcio Twitter coming into tonight was really, really light. Um, so uh, it's not anymore, Richard. <laughs> I think I spent the last hour and I really went through the usual cast of characters and I found some gems. So, yeah, um, Super League brought a lot brought a loud out tonight, too. So, 
Yeah. Um, you know, and as we're talking about that, we should just uh, make a point here. One thing that I want to talk about, we will get into this, um, but one of the things that I will encourage you guys to uh, to go ahead and do, uh, you know, at some point, uh, check out, um, who is it? At uh, It's Statutos. I want to make sure we got this right, Richard. Because we're not going to get, I mean, I don't think we're going to give them the win because it's, 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 it's his his tweet, but I think it's the reply. It's all the replies that are, uh, that are getting it done. Um, but, uh, I'm looking for it. Okay. Yeah, here it is. Okay. Um, you know, so for all of our listeners, the, the replies are very quality, but look up at statutos. And I believe that's two underscores. It might just be one. Okay. Um, and all he says is super league should have storylines like the WWE. Oh yes. That one. And, um, <laughs> the replies are, the replies are epic. And there are too many to try to throw up there on the on the board for who won Calcio Twitter, but uh, I do want to give recognition to that. That was uh, that was very well done. Are you drinking tonight? Uh, I'm drinking coffee. Oh, okay. Yeah, right. I, sh- I, I thought about bringing tonight was the night to bring out alcohol, but I was like, eh, yeah, I'll drink coffee. I'm I I I wanted to go to something stiffer, but I'm going to stick with the spotted cow because I I have to work tomorrow. So um, today's my Saturday. So today's your Saturday. I guess I could drink. You should have been. You should be drinking. I should be. I should be. make me make me look like the degenerate. <laughs> no. One of anyway, us has to be composed tonight. What's that? One of us has to be composed tonight. <laughs> well, I'm all, I'm I'm composed. Uh, that's true. I'm from Wisconsin. We're like the, we're the drunkest state in the union. So, or we have the best tol- we have the best tolerance. We probably could say that too. So. Um, but let's jump into this, Richard. Uh, there were three games that had an impact on the top four as we know it. Uh, those all happened today. Uh, so I'll just, I'll run through that batch here. Uh, Milan hosting Genoa. That was for anybody that, uh, woke up early this morning, uh, to check that out. Uh, Milan winning 2-1. Ante Rebic with a goal of the week candidate, um, in the 13th minute, 37th minute. I gotta, do I You're really man. have to read? Do, do I have to read his name again? You do. You do. Jesus. I should have given you this one. She got a tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> Mattia Destro uh, scoring on his former team. He celebrated a little bit. Um, and then uh, in the 68th minute, uh, Chalinolu, uh, I guess he Chalinolu had six chances created in this game, six key passes. I, I, I think they're counting this as one of them. It hit the back of Gianluca Scamacca's head and went into his own net. So um, I'm pretty sure the statisticians were counting that as a chance created for Hakan Chalinolu. Well, why wouldn't it be? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's true. Uh, some uh, another big key moment later on, l- late in the game, a double um, on the line save, uh, a double uh, save off the line. I don't think I've ever seen that before. Where it was first Simon Kiar, and then uh, uh, followed up by uh, uh, Timori saving off the line. I think that's the first time I've ever seen that. Yeah. Um, David Guarascio, Scamaca dreams of joining Milan after or, or dreams of joining Milan are over after scoring that own goal. I don't know. I think he was just trying to audition for this part. For yeah, the him and Trigger Larson, right? Both of them. Yeah. Why not? Why not? <laughs> All right. So Milan in that game outshot Genoa seventeen to twelve. Had a little bit more possession than Genoa, and I think a lot of that was attributed to Milan. Really spent after that two one after getting that two one lead. I think they conceded a little bit of the ball more. Genoa. Um, you know, tried putting them under, you know, their best chances was again, that, that double off the line save, uh, by the two center backs for, uh, for Milan. Um, but, uh, 
the Rossinetti get three big points. Who cares how they got them? They just got them. Um, Atalanta and Juventus, uh, the team that's too small for the Champions League, according to Andrea Agnelli. Uh, and Atalanta win 1-0. Uh, I believe Malinowski's goal was the first shot on goal. Am I um, right in saying that? No, no, because Malinowski had a, a blast of a shot uh, a few minutes before that that that's Chesney right. saved. Um, but I mean, this is a this is a good game. It was, uh, you know, the you know the uh, both team both teams' defenses played well. I thought Atalanta's defense played you know remarkably well considering who they have in defense. Um, yeah, Juve had their opportunities. Um, you know, Golini played big. Uh, you know, the, the defense was big. Uh, you know, Palombo, um, Jim uh, Jim Setti, and um, and I forget the other guy who was in there, but. Uh, Toloi, excuse me, uh, but yeah, now they were they played very well, and uh, both teams really came with came with uh, with a fight. It was probably the first shot on target, or you know, one of the first shots on target for Atalanta. But they had a lot of shots in this game. I thought, um, yeah, several that were missed wide. They had, you know, Duvan Zapata missed a golden opportunity when Ilicic crossed it in, uh, missing his header just wide. I mean, both teams uh, they they brought in this. I think you know, obviously not having Ronaldo in this for Juventus, people thought it would have been uh, a, a difficult game for them, but I thought they did. Juve did pretty well in yeah. terms of possession, which it was that was surprising to me. I thought Atalanta would have carried possession. Sure, sure. Uh, but Atalanta did go on and win this uh, by one goal to nil. Uh, and then uh, the Sunday night game, Napoli and Inter, uh, that ends 1-1, certainly to the delight of Milan fans because they uh, get some separation from Napoli and then they pick up a point on Inter, you know, for any faint hopes of still – you know, trying to catch him for a Scudetto that they may not win because of the Super League. Um, but Inter may not win it either. <laughs> so uh, 36-minute oopsie uh, with Samir Handanovic. Uh, he couldn't control a little cross that was coming his way, and it kind of fumbled into his near post. Um, and then uh, that was um, canceled out by a goal of the week candidate from Christian Eriksen from distance. Uh, there were a lot of goals from distance. There were a lot of goals from distance this weekend, but there were also a lot of own goals. Uh, Napoli did piss a lot of chances in that game, Johnny. You're absolutely right. Um, I think there was a great chance there later on in the game um, with uh, Politano that he couldn't finish. Uh, that, those were among many of them. Napoli had a great chance to grab three points out of this game. Instead, they just get the one. Inter won't be terribly bothered by this. 1-1 uh, draw there. Uh, let's start with that game, Richard. You know, I just got done saying Inter won't be terribly bothered by the draw. Napoli probably should be more bothered by not getting the three points to keep pace or to try to get themselves in a in a much tighter position. When you take a look at this Serie uh, A table now, that's two points dropped where they could have been level on points with Juve. Um, but your uh, your thoughts on the Napoli Inter game? Yeah, this is a, an interesting game. I thought you know going into this game that you know Juve or Inter were going to have. Uh... All the cards right in this one, and Conte was really going to set the team up well. Um, Napoli, you know, Napoli, Napoli to their credit, they stepped up. Uh, you know, in that first half, they get that early nice goal, a nice gift from Handanovic, and you know, they took it to they took it to Inter, and they, you know, they they missed so many chances to Gianni's credit. Uh, you know, they could have had scored you know so many more goals, and they didn't get the, they didn't take those opportunities. And you know, as it does in this sport, you know, when you don't take your opportunities, the other team usually comes back and finds a way in and, you know, you know, goal of the week candidate with, with Ericsson there in the thumper. But, you know, it wasn't like it was all Napoli. Inter Inter had their chances as well. I um, mean, you know, Lukaku hit a crossbar and a post in this game. 
Um, I mean, Hakimi missed a header from near range. I mean, there's a lot of good opportunities for Inter as well. So, you know, Napoli, I think, you know, Gattuso, what he does in these big games as of late when he's with Napoli, you know, before that was different. But with Napoli, he tends to play very disciplined defensively, uh, not to give up too many opportunities, no, no clear-cut opportunities, I should say, um, and really try to limit the oppor- uh, the chances from the opposition. And meanwhile, trying to counterattack and get some nice goals that way, uh, create some opportunities. And they did, I thought, I thought in this game. And I thought they, the plan was going very well until... You know, that second half, it just started getting away from them. Inter kept pressing in and trying to get that goal, and they finally did. Um, but, you know, Napoli, they're going to rue this day because, they, like you said, they had a chance to equal Juventus, and, and what they want more than anything right now is to beat Juventus in terms of the standings. Uh, and so now they're still two points behind them, and, you know, you, Juve are, what, fourth now. So um, it's just the way these cards are falling right now. It's uh, it's interesting. You know, Atalanta getting the big three points today, too. Um to over to out jump uh, Juventus, it's just everything's falling uh, very so interesting. And where we thought the top four was secure, you know, now you know Napoli two points behind Juve, and and now Lazio. Look out, Lazio! They're you're two points behind Napoli, so the, it's still wide open, you know. And so the the teams two through six, really. I mean, Roma. I'm sorry, Roma. You're four points back behind that, but uh, it could, it's any of those teams could go anywhere. You really have to finish the end of the season strong here. Or uh, you know, we could you could easily have two of the teams in the current top four out. Mm. So mm-hmm. Dybala getting a, a high profile role today. How how do you think he did? So say it again. Uh Paulo Dybala getting a high profile role for Juventus. How do you think he did? I'm jumping around a little bit here. Yeah, yeah. No, he did okay. He did okay. Um, you know, this is an opportunity for him with, you know, Ronaldo not starting to really, you know, get back into the limelight for for Pirlo and do some great things. And he did okay. I thought he had a, a free kick that was uh that nearly nearly scored um wonderfully shot top corner that just went over the bar. Uh, he created some opportunities, I thought, but not enough for me for the type of player we know he's capable of. Uh, and, it, and it could be because he sat so much this year and didn't play so much that he's not into the groove of it. Um, I thought he could have done – he thought it early could have been a game changer for, for Juventus. And, I mean, Juve played well, but, you know, uh, I feel like Dybala could have done a little bit better, I, I think, overall. Um, you know, he left – he ended up leaving the – you know, get substituted out and then um, – Juve did start creating some other opportunities because, you know, Kulishevsky came in and he started doing some really nice things. So, yeah, uh, much to be desired, I thought. But what about what about you? What are your thoughts I mean, on Dybala? I, I thought he was all right. Um, yeah. I really think he's damaged uh, by this Ronaldo stuff. Yep. Um, I really think it is. I, I, I really believe that. Um, you know, he broke out, played great in 2017. Uh, was a big part of Juve reaching that Champions League final. He, you know, struggles a little bit in 2017-2018, and then Ronaldo arrives, and it's practically at the expense of Paulo Dybala. Um, I think he can still bring it. You know, Alex Dono asked me this question, you know, you know, if, if, if Juve should move on from Dybala. And I said, well, if they move on from Ronaldo, they better not move on from Dybala. But they may not have – they may have to. Or Dybala might want to move on. It might be in, in his best interest to be in a, to get himself into a new environment and start over where he doesn't have to. Didn't his like girlfriend say something on social media about like there's nothing to do in Turin or something like that? I forget. There's something like some controversy about that recently. I thought. Oh, that'll that'll fuel any that'll fuel the rumors more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, maybe uh, PSG's in his in his future. Who knows? 
Yeah, but then at PSG, he's got to go and compete with guys like Di Maria and and, and Neymar and 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 even uh, even Draxler. I mean, I think Draxler would probably get pushed out if that happened. But yeah, yeah. Um, you know, so it's where can he go where he can be the man? You know, I think that there he has the opportunity to be the man again, and he doesn't have to you know get into a huge fight with somebody else for that opportunity. So. Um, you know, they give him the responsibility of wearing the number 10, which is supposed to be a sacred number at Juventus, and then they turn around and they go and they get Ronaldo. How 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 loyal do you want to be to a club, you know, um, you know when that happens? I mean, I think that that just, you know, that put his career over the last three seasons arguably in neutral, you know, when there was a time where he was on a trajectory where – he was on a trajectory and on a path to being considered world-class. Now, granted, yeah. I don't think he would have been in the conversation of a Cristiano Ronaldo or a Lionel Messi or a no. Ballon d'Or candidate or anything like that, but certainly somebody that you would look at, and when you're looking at the team sheet, you uh, we better figure out where this kid is yeah. um, and, and deal with him. So, and now Juve are going to need him because Chiesa's injured, and we'll have to see what the extent of that injury is, but... I think that that's a, you know, you lose Ronaldo for a game that you can, you can deal with that, you know, but you look over the last several weeks and we have been harping on it here at Syria sit down, how important Federico Chiesa has been to Juventus. Um, and now you don't have that charging midfielder presence that attacks all of those spaces that are there when Ronaldo's being marked when Marata's being marked and so on and so forth. It almost makes Juve a little bit more predictable, you know, and now you're going to ask Weston McKenney who can do it in flashes, but not at the consistency that Chiesa does, uh, you know, and Aaron Ramsey who can do it in flashes, but not at the consistency that Chiesa does. And there's going to be some issues there. And it's going to, I think this is a problem for Juve if they have Chiesa out for a period of time, because I think, think this makes them pretty predictable yeah it does uh and they need they need you know many you see uh, oh i've seen a lot of juventini talk about how the midfield really needs some help and you know and getting some players in there that can really pull the strings and really dictate the play because um, that's what they're lacking right now they have a little bit of that grit or the fight um and some players who can who do the hard nose stuff but you know in terms of someone pulling the strings they don't really have that at the moment you know debala is not doing his thing Kulishevsky comes in flashes like you said some of the other guys comes in flashes but really the, the what you, when you look for playmaking ability the, the only guys you really have are you know ronaldo when he come when he's when he got the ball on his feet or maybe you know Morata when he's going on a run like today he had a great run and he almost scored a nice goal um but yeah who else are you going to go to right and they really don't have that guy right now and you know, Dabala from a few years ago, yeah, that would have been perfect. But, you know, he's he's lost it mentally or something. I don't know what – it's been the whole Ronaldo thing, like you mentioned. So, yeah, they need to figure out a way maybe with this uh, inject, new injection of money they can uh, figure something out. But, no, I, I expect, you know, Juve this summer to spend some money and probably bring in a player who can who can uh, add those attributes. And, you know, whether one player moves on, big-name player, or two, um, that's certainly a, a, um, a shoe they're going to need to fill as, as someone who can pull the strings, really a, a true 10 type player that can really, uh, create opportunities, uh, and, and don't, you know, allow your strikers to do it all, you know, give them some freedom to actually do what they got to do and, and make those runs so you can find them as well. So we'll see. It, it's it's going to be interesting, uh, 
come this summer what happens with Juventus here because uh, we know there's some obviously big holes to fill, mostly in the midfield, and will they will they act upon it? Will they act uh, in the right way, or will they try to bring somebody from you know from the youth? Who knows? Yep. Yep. Um, Atalanta. Uh, I mean, man, they've they've been great, and and I think that this this validates this validates them as a you know. Let's say for some reason the Super League doesn't happen, um, you know, and we still have a Super Six, or you know, or maybe a magnificent Seven of Serie I. They've really cemented themselves not only as a seventh team, but a team that's in there consistently. Yeah. Um, you know, the project under Gasparini. I mean, look what he does in this game. He he puts out a starting lineup of Piscina behind Zapata and Muriel, and then. Well, I know the Super League is going to happen. I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm speaking hypothetically, Jose. Um, you see, Pasina's missed opportunity. I mean, he really missed a great, great chance early. Yep, I did. I think Atalanta is certainly a consistent threat now in Serie A. Um, arguably, a, a top four threat every year. Um, I'm not sure, and I and I may get back backfire on this, but I'm not sure Golini is the guy to lead them between the sticks. I don't know if you saw the play at the end end of the first half where. Robbie O's like drags him out of the box and I mean he, he's widely out of the box and he gets a hand on the ball right on the line. I mean that could have cost his team a big goal had he been like a foot in front of that line. Yeah. Um, he got away with one there and I don't know he's a good goalkeeper no doubt about it but I don't know if he's the goalkeeper that can lead them into greater success and obviously they need an upgrade in defense too. Maybe if he had a better defense he'd be better. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, something about him I'm just not quite all there with him. I think there's room for improvement, maybe from him, but or just against someone else. I mean, just, I think the defense in general. Yeah, we yeah, talked about sure. this last week. I think they have their issues. Um, yeah. I think that there were moments. I, I think in this game they got lucky. All right, in in certain spots, and you know, there's there's an old saying: you got to be good to be lucky. Sure. And Atalanta's good, so. Ooh, Dragowski to Atalanta. That would be uh, <laughs> that would make them poof, really good. Even yeah, you'd have a very. I mean, he's Dragowski is definitely a better shot stopper than Galini. Uh, yep. Not going to fight that, um, you know. But they they played without Romero in this game. They had Toloi, Palomino, and Jim Shiti, which these guys are all. I mean, they're not, they're not going to scare you, um, no. you know. So if Atalanta could figure out how to strengthen and get like good back three center backs, you know, they that that makes them all the more dangerous. Because I mean, you look at how he sub. You, know, if you can get Gasparini to play all his best guys at one time instead of play half of them in the half first half of the game and then switch them out he, in the second half. He brings you know, Malinovsky and Elicic off the bench. And, <laughs> it's like, just you, nuts. It's like what is it? Are you just is it Juventus a team you just toy with? Like yeah. he, he did this with Inter too, and like just put all your chips out there and let and go. You're not you're not in another tournament. You got to you know worry about arrest these guys. It's not every three days. Just go ahead, put all your chips out there and see what happens. I mean, maybe tactically. You can't figure out a way to get them all out there at the same time, though I find that hard to imagine. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know, man. It's that <laughs> scratches my head every time he does this, and it pisses me off. I'm like, why don't you? you Illichis is arguably your best player. He's not on the pitch, and then Malinovsky's getting better and better. And I, I mean, it makes sense to have you know Muriel and Zapata out there, but come on, man. Well, when you set up the way they did here, you know, Piscina behind Zapata and Muriel, you're saying, okay, we're we're going to we're going to counter. Sure. Um, you know, cause when you've got the Melanovskis and the Ilicic's of the world, and I'm, I'm, I'm being a little obvious here, but when they're in the game, you're in the, when they're in the game, they're in there 
they're in there to help boss possession. Okay, so this was a this was a counterattacking setup, you know, to absorb what Juve was going to do going forward, and then they could hit them. I mean, and if you've got Zapata and Muriel as a partnership up front, that's very dangerous. And then you got Piscina finding the spaces that those two forwards leave. That that looks good. I mean, and and, and on the Piscina miss, that's a very good example of where it worked. Yeah. Um, and I get they're limited because they play they, they play a wing back system and obviously there are two wing backs are very pivotal in, in the way they attack. Yeah. Uh, so I get that. Again, there's not much room for all that all the pieces out there, but still, I mean, you would like to see Ilicic and at least Ilicic out there at the same time with Muriel and uh, and Zapata. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, it is what it is. Uh, sure. As a question from uh, Automatico says, do you think that Juventus opted for a risky coach for this season, knowing that this announcement that today could possibly lead to their exclusion from Serie A? I don't, I don't think so. I uh, wishful thinking. I think. I, I mean, I, no one could have envisioned when this would have came. I mean, when you're planning these things out years in advance, you don't know the date when you're going to announce it. It just happens. You have to get all the th- right pieces in place. So, I think. They, I think you know the, they really went for Pirlo because they thought he was young, has a, uh, a lot of potential in him. They thought maybe he could be Zidane 2.0. Mm. Um, and, uh, yeah, I think that's really, you know, they wanted to kind of revamp the team and thought he could be the way to do it the way he wants to play this, uh, attacking style. So, sure. I mean, so we'll see, we'll see if they, if they, I know there's rumors about Sadi coming in for seven games or somebody coming in for the last seven games. I don't believe it. Juve's never done that. They're not going to do it now. I don't think, no, uh, but no. we'll I mean, anything can happen now. I mean, we saw the super league today, so anything could happen. They'll finish the season with Pirlo. So, I think so. That's all yeah, I, I don't. I don't see anything. I don't see any other outcome than that. So, and then we'll see what they do for the following season. Yeah. Um. So now to Milan. Uh, I. I grabbed Milan Twitter by the hand after that game was over, and I said, "Guys, who gives a shit? It's three points." You got to give credit okay. to uh, Genoa. They they played well. They played Milan well. I thought they made it yeah. difficult. I mean, Milan makes things difficult for themselves, but. I well, everybody. <laughs> I mean, every every Serie A supporter will tell you know, regardless of team, is always going. To, I mean, and it's so damn true. We all do it. We all do it. Every single one. I I, I visit all of these 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 fan based Twitter accounts, and they're all agonizing over their team's performances. They we got to nobody. Nobody in Serie A, not a Serie A fan I know, not a Serie A fan base I know that says, "Oh, this is easy. We're go, we're we're walking this." Even when Juve was 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 is is when been on this run, there've been moments where, yeah, we're just we're just struggling. We're not getting. You know, it's we just make it hard on ourselves and all this other stuff. We are the like most. I mean, you'll never. You're not going to find many more. Oh, woe is me fan bases than Serie A teams. <laughs> It's just, it's just the way it is. I mean, even Inter fans right now, they're just nuts. I mean, I think Big Sheik is on there. <laughs> yeah. If you if you just followed the Inter Inter timelines, you would think the Inter are struggling this year. Even right think now, like even 10. right now, even right now. <laughs> and you're now like, come on, guys, you're in first place. You've been first place for most of the year. Relax. It's, it's just insane. Um, it's just insane. But well, you know, it's. But but having said that, you just you're at the stage of the season where it's you find ways to win games. You find ways to win, and sometimes it just falls for you, and and, and luck is on your side. Mm-hmm. And in this case, Milan got a little lucky to get the three points, the own goal, uh, the double lines, the double uh, goal line clearance. Uh, you know, in some of those moments, uh, the 
Krunich has got to play Kessie in on that counterattack, and he took too many touches. That should have been because this this should have ended three yeah. one. Uh, but that and that, didn't goal, that goal that double goal line clearance shouldn't have happened. Donnarumma fumbled that ball. It was a terrible mistake yep. by him. But luckily, you know his defense is back there to back him up. So yeah. They got away with one, but I mean, you got to get lucky sometimes. So yeah, I mean, to achieve the things that you're setting out to do in a season, you you have to have the the ball has to bounce your way, you know, at times when you're not at the level that you expect to be at, you know, from a performance standpoint, and you know, this is one of those games. You 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 take the three points and you run like hell, um, and and, and I don't have a problem with that, and you never apologize for winning. So, um, you know, the center back pairing, you know, I mean, Tomori getting beat, I'll forgive him on the, on the, uh, on the Destro goal. It's like one of the rare times he's been beaten, uh, in man marking situations since coming over and joining. Um, you know, we saw, you know, Kessie was his usual solid self. I still don't understand how Chal Hanolo still keeps getting high marks from some of these, from some of these sites. I think they see that he creates six chances and they say, all right, fine. Well, one of the chances he created was an own goal. Uh, and, and then all of the rest of them were like half chances for the, for the player, you know, for the players who took the shot. Yep. So it's not like he created anything big, but it's worth noting. So um, has your opinion changed about this top four? I mean, has has Juventus's loss start, you know, and then the injury to Chiesa, does that raise some fresh concerns about their status? I mean, there's there there's there's still uh, questions for me with not only Juventus but Milan as well. You know, Milan has found a way to found a way to get three points today, but they're struggling still. They're still very much yeah. struggling. Uh, I thought I thought for the long time that. Atalanta are going to team that's going to threaten these the, the top four, you know, whatever uh, uh, position they're in right now because Atalanta can certainly jump up very easily the way they've been playing at the end of the season. And Juve and, and Milan have been struggling mightily. You know, times many games have been difficult for both of them. Uh, you know, Juve had some big wins recently, and Milan had a big win, but overall it's been struggling for them. And this and this weekend was a prime example for both clubs, right? Juve lose and Milan and Milan barely win. So it does, uh, you know. It's Napoli, it's going to see if Napoli and maybe you know Lazio's outside chance find a way to be very consistent down the stretch because it's going to be difficult. You know, we talked about last week. Um, well, I, oh, last week I was on the Calcio Connection recently with a freaking awesome uh, panel, and uh, we talked about how the, the the such a tough lineup for Milan going down the stretch here. They're going to have to be on their game for the last seven games to remain in Champions League because they could very well lose many points. Uh, and you know if Atalanta keep motoring on, they got to play Atalanta. Um, you know if Juve drops any more points, you could easily see Napoli or even Lazio jumping into that top four um, with that with that stretch of games they have to, to left to play. So yeah, uh, it's gonna be difficult. And you know Zlatan, no Zlatan, doesn't matter for Milan and Juventus with or without Ronaldo. They gotta have to find ways to get points if they want to be in Champions League next year. If there's a Champions League next year, they'll be Champions sure. League. Sure. Uh, so that's that's a uh and this may be a moot point if UEFA comes out tomorrow and says none of those teams can compete going forward. So it could happen. But that's a uh summary of uh what we saw with the games that affected the, the top 4 as we know it. I we're just going to call it top 4 as we currently know it. 
Serie A, as we currently know it. Serie A, as we currently know it. Because we're doing this recording on a Sunday night, and then on Monday, everything might change when UEFA comes out and makes the announcement. So we'll yeah. see. Yeah. But uh, how about the rest of them, Richard? Yeah. It's, uh, a lot of goals. A lot of goals. Yeah, let's start it off with uh, Crotone hosting Udinese. Uh, Rodrigo De Paul get the get the goal scoring start in the 41st minute. Made one nothing there. Uh, Saimi, he gets into the action, gets a penalty goal. Uh, 17th of the season. My goodness. Uh, lots of goals for Saimi this year. Seven uh, of them are penalties. I, I I wanted to look that up because I felt like, man, he's got a lot of penalties. Seven, which r- ratio-wise, that's not terrible. Sure. But you're getting into you're kind of getting into Marco Borriello territory from when he played at Genoa uh, sure. before he joined Milan. I think sure. that season he had 19 goals and 10 of them were penalties. So yeah. or like Bruno Fernandez this year, 23 goals and 23 more penalties. You know, <laughs> you know. So, uh, but nonetheless, uh, Crotone get on the board. They get the goal, one nothing. Uh, Simi had an opportunity to get another goal uh, later in this game that he just missed. Why well, I don't know how he missed that goal. Uh, but uh, another goal would happen this time through Rodrigo De Paul in the 74th minute, made it 2-1. Uh, and uh, yeah, this would not be the last we hear about Rodrigo De Paul because he would get a red card, uh, second yellow in the uh, I think it was a straight red actually. Uh, high boot to the player. I forget who the player was for Cotone, but high boot right outside the box uh, led to a great opportunity for them. But uh, he gets a red card in the game, so it's almost like a Gordie Howe hat trick in this one. Uh, but Udinese nonetheless win 2-1 to one on the road. Big points for them. Uh, Sampdoria hosting Hellas Verona. Uh, goal scoring started in the 13th minute. Lazovic with a goal of the week candidate free kick goal. one uh, nothing to Hellas. But then uh, second half started and uh, one of the, this is my pick of the goal of the week. Yankto with a wonderful volley in the 46th minute. Uh, made it 1-1. Uh, a penalty will be awarded to Sampdoria. Gabbiadini steps up. He was scored in the 73rd, 2-1. to one. And then uh, Thorsby with a nice goal in the 82nd minute, uh, out-jumping uh, Silvestri to get the goal. Uh, 3-1, Sampdoria win at home. Uh, moving on to Sassuolo, uh, Bonaventura, goal of the week candidate, former Milan player. Uh, nice goal by him. Uh, made it 1-0 going into halftime. But uh, two penalties in the... Uh, a middle frame of the second half, uh, 59th Berardi would get a penalty, get the goal there, and then in the 62nd get a penalty as well, another goal there. So uh, two quick goals for him, and then uh, Maxime Lopez with a wonderful strike in the 75th made it 3-1 Sassuolo win. Uh, Fiorentina looked like they had a great start to this one, but uh, uh, let it all go away. Uh, speaking of letting it go away, uh, Parma. Parma was on the road against Cagliari, and uh, they got off really quickly. Petzela got a goal of the week candidate in the uh, fifth minute. Uh, wonderful volley by him. Uh, really outdoing what Bonaventura did in the Fiorentina matchup. Uh, one nothing there. Uri Kuchka make it uh, in the 31st would make it two nothing again. Parma with a two nothing lead. The most dangerous lead for Parma is two nothing. Um, Pavoletti would peg one back before halftime. Uh, lovely header goal. I mean, great cross, great finish by him. Uh, two to one at halftime. Parma lead. They would actually make it three to one. Uh, man, which I should put the music on, right? Uh, man gets a goal in the 59th minute, 3-1. You think this is a walk, easy game for Parma. A big relegation six-pointer here. Uh, but Marin steps up in the 66, gets a goal, 3-2. Then the game could get tighter and tighter. Pereiro with a goal of the week candidate in the 91st minute, 3-3. You think this game's going to be over, right? No, it's not over. Cherry gets the game winner down from 3-1 up to 4-3. Cagliari wins. Big three points for them in their, in their fight to survive City. Yeah, this was a crazy seven-goal thriller. Uh, wonderful, wonderful game. Uh, another game with a lot of goals. Um, 
I'm gonna lose my voice for all the goals that are being scored here. We still got plenty of goals to, to talk yeah, about. Yeah, so I, I gave you, I gave you the games with all the goals. <laughs> yeah, thank you, thank you. Um, Bologna matchup: Orsolini gets a penalty goal in the 12th minute. Uh, Musa Baro in the 18th minute, wonderful pass by Shoten, uh, makes it two nothing there. Uh, Ismaili gets a goal in the 34th, makes it two one, going to the halftime lead for Bologna. Uh, Svanberg would get a brace in the second half in the 54th and 60th. Bologna win 4-1 going away against the lovely blue jerseys from Spezia. Uh, I thought seven goals was a lot. Uh, Lazio Benevento said, hold my beer. Uh, De Paoli gets an own goal in the 10th minute for 1-0 for Lazio to take the lead. Chido Immobile finally gets his goal in the 20th minute, makes it 2-0. Um, Joaquin Correa gets a penalty goal, 36. It's 3-0, and uh, just before halftime, Marco Sau, a goal of the week candidate for Benevento, uh, 3-1 there. They would start chipping away, uh, but not before Montipo gets an own goal. Um, Immobile doing everything right, but actually scoring the goals on the score sheet. Um, this one actually is from Joaquin Correa uh, that led to the own goal there. Um, Viola would get a penalty. Uh, it was a legit penalty. Um, he scored in the 62nd minute. Um, there would be a Chiro Immobile penalty miss. Uh, he seems to be missing them more and more these, day, these yeah. days. But it didn't matter. Uh, they were still up 4-2 four, four, at that point. Um, Emil Glick gets a goal in the 50 or 85th minute. Excuse me. Make the 3-3 three, three, or 4-3 at that point. Maybe they could come back like uh, Cagliari. But no, 96th minute. Immobile would get his official brace. Uh, Lazio went 5-3. This is a, a crazy, crazy game. And then to round everything all out. Torino hosting Roma should be an easy cakewalk game for Roma, right? They get the goal scoring started in the early in the third minute. Mayoral, great start, but then uh, yeah, second half started and uh, Sanabria gets a goal in the 57th. Nice header ahead of uh, ahead of um, the goalkeeper there, and then Zaza just minutes later uh, made it two to one. And then Rincon with a uh, capped off a brilliant play by Belotti, really stealing the ball and then and assisting to Rincon for the goal. Three one Torino win against Roma. Um, big egg on their face for this weekend, Frank. Uh, where do you want to start with all these goals? Well, quietly, Torino have won three in their last five, and have ten points out of, or excuse me, thirteen points out of a, po- or no, ten points out of a possible fifteen. I'm sorry, ten yeah. points. That, yeah. that includes a a derby draw against Juve. The only the loss was at Sampdoria one nil. They they fought Inter hard and ended yep. up losing two one. So. This is a vastly improved Torino under Davide Nicola, and I think as this goes on, they're going to get safer and safer. Um, yeah, you know, Belotti's involvement notwithstanding, and and I think he was he had some influence in this game. He had sure. an, he assisted Rincon's goal at the end. Yeah, great play by him there. Yep, uh, but you see Sanabria and how vital he's been. And he assisted uh, Zaza's goal too. He's the one who got the shot off that led to Zaza's goal. So yeah, I mean, yes, for sure. And Sanabria has been brilliant lately for them. So he's definitely been an addition, and he makes for a very nice compliment to Belotti. Yes, uh, you know, with his skill set. So um, Roma maybe a little bit of hangover after enduring what they did uh, on um, uh, Thursday, surviving Ajax uh, to get to the last four of the Europa League. I like your term there. Did Roma even have the ball? I think the only time they had the ball was when Jekko scored. Yeah. At least yeah. it felt that way yeah. uh, watching that game. Both, so. both legs. Both legs. It was like that. But uh, Roma yeah. found a way to get into the semifinals and potentially the finals. We'll see what happens tomorrow. They're going to try to shithouse their way to the Champions League. So they may not have to. They might not have to. <laughs> so- 
<laughs> the league will do it for them, or, or the, the top three teams will do it for them. Yeah, so we'll see. Uh, recurring theme about the... Um, the conversation, Miguel, that I've had is that, is that I could see that they could finally cash in on him if Cairo's not stubborn. And Biggest. I made I I I'll, I'll I think this is like the third straight week I've given this hot take. If Sime could be a Torino player next season, and it's practical because of you know because of um, his association playing for Nicola when they were at Crotone. So yeah, when Nicola was together, that'd be good. That wouldn't be bad. No, no. no. I mean Sime has got a lot of different. I mean Belotti and Sime are far different in their qualities yes. in what they bring as a striker. But they're both productive when they're in when they're on form. When they're on form. Um so you know I I, I could see to, I could see Cairo finally saying, hey, we're gonna have to cash in on him now. So um but you never know. Um especially during this day of the pandemic with so many teams losing money, you may have to recoup some of that money by selling one of your star players. And yep. you know, if, if Simon's available and, you know, cause they probably will be with uh, uh Crotone getting relegated, then yeah, why not? Yep. He's not going to cost nearly as much as what Belois is going to cost for other teams. Yep. So you can kind of see a little bit of a striker carousel going on there. Yeah. Um, Bologna. Oh, so that's what it's supposed to look like. Yeah, when it goes well, it goes really well with them. And then yep. the rest of the time you're like, what the hell, man? Yep. Um I mean, and they had all they they had that's the best possible team that they can put out there. Yes. Um you know, and and it showed and Spezia just didn't have an answer. Um Svanberg has been one of the you know, when we're talking about these mid table teams, Svanberg's been one of the standout players among them. Yes, you know, I agree. I agree. Um, he's 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 been fantastic, and he, it's it's kind of been under the radar. Unless you've been following Serie A closely, you're not really spending a you know, you're not really spending a lot of time talking about him. Uh, you know, in this game, he scored, and I'm not saying this just because he scored twice today, um, but he is a. I think he's uh, he he has the tools to be, you know, a complete midfielder. You know, he can be box to box. He can step into spots and score goals. Uh, he can win tackles. Um, he doesn't have he, – he doesn't make the killer pass from deep lying positions, but he doesn't give things away foolishly either. No. Um, you know, these are some of the things that I pick up when I watch him play. Um, so, you know, a player that – Bologna can keep him uh, – good on them uh but he's a guy that he's a guy that could be finding work somewhere else and and bologna might want to consider cashing in on him so um but we'll see uh we'll see how that plays out i think mihailovic will you know will fight the backroom staff to the death on uh on keeping him though yeah so i wouldn't rule that out um, but no, when you look at the team that they put out, this is the best possible team Bologna can play, and and they performed to their level today. You know today, and it was good to see. Yes. So, um, Lazio, I don't get it. Which part? <laughs> I, I don't. I mean, I, how am I supposed to get? I mean, and, and and the crazy thing is, is that they have a game in hand, and if they can win that game, they're on sixty-one points. Yeah. 
you know, yeah. and they're right in this for the top four, like you were saying earlier. Um, but I don't three goals against. It's not good. Yeah, that's and I, you know we talked about Atalanta last week that their defending might prohibit them from being a top four team when it's all said and done. Lazio's defending might prohibit them from being a top four team when it's all said and done. So yeah. you mean you like what you saw from the attack? Immobile and Correa did really great, great, great things on the forward. Caused a lot of errors by Benevento, and even if they hadn't caused errors, there'd been goals, right? So yeah, uh, good stuff on the offensive end, but the defensive end, you know, letting up too many goals uh, to a team like Benevento who. You know, who a team that's a team who we thought was probably safe, uh, but don't look now with the win by Cagliari. You know, it's only five points from they're only five points up on Cagliari right now, so it's still too early to call that they're going to be safe. And so, Benevento right. they they play attacking football, um, and not necessarily beautiful football, but um, they try, and you know, it's not a team you expect to give up, you know, score three goals on you against unless you're playing really bad. Uh, which maybe uh, Lazio probably did defensively at least, right? If I'm Benevento, I'm very, very. I'm a Benevento supporter. I'm very, very concerned right now. Absolutely. Um, conceding a lot of goals at a very bad time. You're only five points clear of a Cagliari team that just got a huge, huge momentum changing win, um, and it's a Cagliari team that has enough talent to figure out how to dig their way out of this. Yep. Would not surprise me if Calgary gets out of this and they get out of it at the expense of Benevento. Now, Fiorentina and Torino are also sitting there on 30 points, but we talked about Torino. I think they're on the upswing, and I think they're going to get safer and safer as this goes on. Fiorentina, I think, have just enough to survive. I think Vlaovic is obviously playing really well. We've talked a lot about him. Um, they're getting contributions, and while it didn't go well for Fiorentina this weekend, they played a very they played a very good Sassuolo team. Um there's enough in Fiorentina's locker to stay up, um, you know, at least enough quality. Uh, so, um, but out of those three that are sitting on 30 right now, uh, I would say that Benevento is going to be the least comfortable. Yes. I would say to an extent, Spezia needed, I would have probably been sold on Spezia being safe if they would have gotten something out of this game against Bologna. But they're not totally out of the weeds yet. Let's take a look at Spezia's run in here. They Now they host Inter on Wednesday. Oof. All right. And then they go to Genoa on Saturday. Um, not going to be easy. Uh, no. Then on May 1st, they're at Verona. And then they host Napoli. I mean, Spezia has a pretty tough run in. Yeah. Um, and then at Sampdoria, then they got Torino, and then they host Roma. So Spezia have a pretty difficult run. And so even at that 32 points, they're not particularly safe. Um, they would have been at that 35-point threshold with a win, and I think 35 is going to be enough to keep you up. Benevento is going to Genoa, hosting Udinese at Milan, hosting Cagliari, which is going to be a huge game, May 9th. Um, and then at Atalanta hosting Crotone at Torino. So Benevento's run-in, not as bad. Okay, and then let's look at Cagliari's run-in. Uh, at Udinese, and Udinese have definitely been playing better, hosting Roma at Napoli, at Benevento, which we talked about, hosting Fiorentina at Milan, and then hosting Genoa. So, yeah, okay. So, not as bad as Spezia's. But... No, Spezia's run-in is the toughest. Yeah. So they they still got to sweat this out a little bit, and they've got to find they've got to dig in, and they've got to try to find some results. So I would say, you know, looking at thirty two for Spezia sitting in 
14th, and then you've got the three teams on 30. I, I still say Spezia and Benevento are probably the two least comfortable there. Yeah. The only saving grace for both of them is that's only one spot, not two, right? <laughs> right. One of them is going to get to stay up at this yeah. point. Yeah. I would probably say Spezia. Okay. Um, I would probably say that, but you know, I, I'd say that Benevento is in the biggest trouble. They, they do have a five point cushion, yep. but this is a good Cal. This is a talented Calgary squad. If they can figure it out over the course of the last seven games, yeah, it's probably at the expense of Benevento. I agree. I agree. So, uh, Ranieri, uh, gets it done again. He does the Tinkerman. Yeah. Finds way. I mean, Hellas has been spiraling lately. They're they're on vacation mode at this point. Yeah, they're at, um, they've hit the beach. Yeah, definitely hit the beach. Um, Santoria yeah. is not. They're just. I guess they're just continuing trying to at least make secure that mid table. I guess, and uh, they did that now with the three one victory over Hellas. I mean, they're like two points behind Hellas now, so uh, good for them. Uh, but yeah, uh, Hellas is going to be probably gonna see a lot of players jumping ship at the end of the season. I would think. Yep. Um, just you know, trying to make that money move and get some more money so they can revamp the team next year. They could fall as far as twelfth. Sure. sure. I think you look at the three behind them: Sampdoria, Bologna, and Udinese. All you know, playing relatively well. Udinese getting a win after you know having some frustrations. They were actually on a nice run of form before they hit. Yep. A little bit of a slump here. Um, you know, which uh, but. In that slump was you know lose, losses to Lazio, Atalanta, and then a surging Torino team. They beat Sassuolo. They got a draw against Milan. You know they beat Fiorentina. You know they they get Cagliari and Benevento as part of their run, and they're going to have some difficult games coming up um, after that. Juve and Napoli, chief among them. Uh, you know you look at Bologna, and we're talking about teams that are trying to sneak into the top half at this point because it's worth talking about. Bologna and Torino is going to be a very entertaining game on Wednesday. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and then they travel to Atalanta. They host Fiorentina. They're at Udinese. Bologna might get to a point where I think that with that run in, I think that top half for them, at 10th or better, is going to be tough for them. But Sampdoria gets to go to Crotone. They're at Sassuolo. They host Roma. They're at Inter. They get Spezia, Udinese. So Sampdoria can firm up 10th. Um for sure with that run in. And I think ninth is very, very doable for them. Yeah. Uh, eighth with eighth with Sassuolo there might be a little bit of a reach. Yeah. Um, playing better lately. So it's going to be hard right. to catch up to Sassuolo. Right. But you know, you, I think you got to give a lot of credit to uh, Claudio Ranieri, who is, uh, you know, under the radar, done a really nice job with Sampdoria this season. Yep. For sure. No, no doubt. And they're one of the historic clubs of this league. You, you want to see them do well and you want to see, you know, hopefully it's a springboard for even even better success. So I'd love to see Sampdoria back in the mix with all of these teams. I'm, you know, I'm thinking of the old, I, I, you know, thinking of the old Sampdoria team of the early 90s that reached the uh, European Cup final and guy having, you know, David Platt and uh, Viali starting there before he went to uh, to Juve. So well, they, they may get their chance if Inter, Milan, and uh, Juve get kicked out. So we'll Sure, <laughs> sure. Why not? Why not? Gosh, the teams we're going to be talking about. And, you know, we might be t- – Caliari and Parma and Crotone might be safe. They could be safe. <laughs> Imagine after, that. After all of this. Crotone and Parma should be relegated regardless, right? Uh, but 
no, they can stay up as long as Cersei Cosme puts the hat back on. Okay. I you put the hat back on, my man. That's how I know you. Too, you know? That's how I know you. Yeah. All right. You seeing that? Just seeing that bald dome, and it's just like he's lent his hat out to uh, Mihalovic, apparently. Did he? Okay. Get it back. One of them. Or get a new one. Get a new one. So, anyhow, so yeah, so that's uh, that's that that's my take on the wrap of the of those of those uh, of those seven games. What were your goals of the week? Uh, I want to give a shout out to Berardi. Gets his hundredth and hundredth first goal of of, of yep. his career for him. But uh, Bonaventura, uh, that's an honorable mention for me. Uh, coming at number five, uh, Erickson, his thumper for the uh, equalizer uh, for Inter. Uh, number four uh, was a pair of wonderful curlers. Uh, one by Marco Sao with his right foot, and then uh, Pereiro uh, with, with his left foot. Wonderful strikes by both of them. Uh, number three, Lazovic with his free kick. I thought it was really well done. Uh, number two for me, Petzela uh, for Parma. Wonderful, well, t- well, well struck, I, I would say, by him. And number one for me, like I said, is Yanktos Valley. I thought uh, for Sampdoria, I thought it was a really well done there. Um, so, yeah, my top five. Okay. Yeah, I'm I'm somewhat with you there. Erickson's in at number five for me. Sal number four. Pareto three. Lazovic uh, free kick two, and then Yanto is my goal of the week as well. Well taken. So, um, so winners and losers. I mean, right now the big winner is Milan. Uh, I mean, if it, uh, all things staying the way they are, beating Genoa, you know, gaining a you know. Gaining some ground, gaining a couple of points on Inter, it's probably not going to matter too much. Uh, but getting some separation from fifth, um, you know, and and you know, doing it in a fashion where they got away with one. So for me, Milan's my winner. Uh, you know, my loser is Parma. I mean, again, um, yeah, <laughs> I made the comment on Twitter. I said I they have. If they could have kept all the points they dropped, we're probably talking about them. And I'm, I'm, I'm guessing. I haven't looked at it in great detail, but we're probably talking about them being in 11th or 12th right now, um, rather than sitting in 19th. I mean, this has been one of the craziest seasons I've ever seen, as far as dropping so many points to the point where it gets you relegated. Being up two goals too, and all that yeah. process. So yeah, it's not like they were up one goal and hanging on for dear life, and then they get two. They had how many two goal leads did they two. have? You know, two today, two to just in one game, yeah. Yes, but over the course of the season, oh, they yeah. have had a Tons. handful Tons. of two goal leads yeah. that they have just pissed away. Yeah, so absolutely crazy. Uh, my winners of the week are going to be Atalanta because obviously they had a big win against a team that you know, small club who can't make Champions League uh, beats a team who apparently is a perennial in Champions League. Uh, they beat Juventus, it was a big points because they leapfrog Juventus, and that that leapfrog potentially could have even bigger implications, you know, depending how things yeah. fall out. But it, for the for the time's sake, they, they, they jump into third place. They're now, what, two points behind Milan. Uh, don't look out now. It could be a, a black and blue uh, top two uh, before we know it. So uh, they're, they're my winners of the week. Uh, loser of the week is going to be European football. Uh, Super League announcement today uh, has all the teams, at least for the teams that are involved, uh, very critical about what's going on here. And, uh, you know, we'll see how the, the cards fall here in the coming days and weeks and months. Yeah. But it doesn't look good, f- at least at the onset. We'll see. Real but, shame. Uh, yeah. Real shame. I, You know, it's still something that we're still trying to kind of absorb and get used to. But it, I don't even know if we're going to be able to get used to it. So, yeah. yeah. All right. So we'll see. But <sighs> we have... Uh, the world's most popular hashtag game, which we uh, have a lot. 
in relation to the Super League. Yeah. But other things in general. It is time for Who Won Calcio Twitter. Lead us off, Richard. All right. So come, the first one I saw uh, came from uh, – brought to the attention by us from uh, Scott Monroe through Connor Clancy. Connor Clancy posted this post of uh, Hans Hattabur. He bought uh, Robin Gosens a Cristiano Ronaldo shirt to make up for him being rejected after a game. <laughs> so I guess Ronaldo turned him down for giving him a jersey, and so he bought him a jersey after the game. So Hans, <laughs> technically, Hans Hattabur gets the uh, nomination here for giving uh, Gosens a, uh, a jersey of Ronaldo. <laughs> Well played. Very well played. Uh, uh, we've got Arthur Morelli, uh, Jerry, yes. Jerry Tuply Mancini. So for those who missed the Calcio connection uh, with had myself, Nima, Jorge, who uh, follows Ligon, and then along with obviously Alex and Jerry. Uh, Jerry's stories, Jerry time came back, and uh, he told this story about not having any Tuply and decided to use a towel instead, and it wasn't even his house, and he put it back where he found it. So... You know, Art Morales said, "Okay, Jerry Tuply Mancini sounds like a wrestler's name there." But we gave Wait, him the nomination. He he wiped his ass on a guest towel and then put it back, folded it back, and put it back. <laughs> How atrocious! <sighs> My yeah. estimation of him as a man just plummeted. Go, go catch Calcio Connection. It was a funny, funny story. We were dying. I mean, Nemo was Nemo oh, was crying. Goodness. I started crying. I mean, oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! <laughs> Uh, speaking of uh, that, uh, Let me do like Holly's already saying, can't wait for Sansoni to have 20 nominations and lose. <laughs> yep. Yep. He is. He's the nearly man of our. Uh, but uh, go ahead. Uh, Mike Lisi uh, nominated me for my my shirt at the Calcio Connection with Caicedo Greater than Immobile. Jerry finally got to see it in all its greatness in there. Uh, so they got, they nominated me for my shirt. Thank you. Nice. <laughs> nice. There you go. But employees of City I sit down are not eligible for. Uh, That's true. For victory nominations but, uh, good enough nominations are appreciated all right at don pepino uh riola heading to event is the said quarters <laughs> oh that's 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 pretty accurate isn't it it is it is <laughs> oh i'm laughing harder than i want to that one oh, okay joseph fischetti uh, uh nominated this one this came from uh T dot underscore Tifoso. It says, says um, uh, politics for all. Proposed formation for Prince, <laughs> Prince Philip's uh, funeral tomorrow. They're going to 433 set up by the royal family tomorrow with some very interesting roles being shown. William and Harry overlapping the flanks with Andrew and Edward tucking in. Give Phillips as a CDM. <laughs> they play on the funeral. I, I, it's funny. It, it's funny. 433. I get it. I get it. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> too soon, but yeah. Wow. <laughs> hey, here's a WWE one. All right. We've got some WWE ones. All right. Perisnitch. Perisnitch is back on the board. Uh, Marina Granovskaya, when she asks Beppe Marata for $20 million for Emerson Palmieri. <laughs> <laughs> the Stone Cold Stunner. Oh. And then followed by celebrating with some beers. Uh, well, we talk about one brother, we might as well talk about the other, right? Saturnion gets in the action, says, uh, Syria, when they have to play the league without Milan, Inter, and Juventus. <laughs> Start crying. Yeah, and he's like, he, he's like, he's wailing, too. Yeah. <laughs> we might all feel that way. That's the problem. Uh, this is true. This is true. All right, what you got next? Hang on, I got to turn this for some reason, this wasn't muting. Okay. I want to get distracted. All right. At <laughs> underscore FCIM. Pazzo. 
Parentheses, Super League founder. The Qatari spent billions preparing for the World Cup only for Richarlison and Insigne being the biggest names there. <laughs> oh. Well done. Oh, I'm trying to right. Look at this. All right. So, uh, at Mika32X uh, is the official anthem for uh, the new Super League. <laughs> The Shane O'Mac uh, theme music. Uh, that's awesome. <laughs> a lot of WWE stuff tonight. I like it. I like it. Well played. I, 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 I'm not going to read this next one. At first, I thought it deserved to be on the board, okay. but I think it was like throwing some shade at a Zurifan film. Uh, and I'm not we don't want to do that. Yeah. I'm not going to do it. I, I, I put it up there just to break some to just to break some balls. So let's go to the next one. At Sites Milan, well, it's the big show. <laughs> oh my goodness, Iguain. Gonzalo Iguain has let himself go. Yeah, what are they doing? Uh, let's ask Alex about this. Uh, how, what's they doing down there in Miami now? I Maybe actually thought that was. I thought that was. I thought I actually thought that was Donald. <laughs> oh my! Oh my! All right. Uh, <laughs> I guess it won't be on his radio show this week. No, no. At, <laughs> at underscore Nerazzurri says, Gallerini on, TV off. <laughs> we all feel that way. I, Bobby Gaggs. He said, I, I nominated it, and he actually replied to me. Because I go, sometimes simplicity is genius. And he said, I wish it was a joke. And I said, that's what makes it funny. We're laughing with you when he plays, not at you. And he said, I'm not laughing. <laughs> I said, oh. I still got it. We're, I'm still putting it up there. So, oh. all right. At D Russo 2235, he's uh, been on the board a few times. Don't think he has a win yet, but Napoli in the Serie A when Juve, Milan, and Inter all fuck off to the Super League. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wait, there's a thread? Imagine if after this tweet, Napoli is one of the teams that's joining the Super League. <laughs> Oh. oh, there you go. Just got the uh, just dressed up in the just dressed up in the uh, uh, just dressed up and 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 just going places, I guess. Right? That's right. <laughs> so. That's right. Hey, Sansone is finally on the board. Uh, Daniel Arsato, legendary Juventino, he's on the board. Uh, you know what? I but but this is and I I even pointed it out. I said this is this is low hanging fruit for for uh, for a guy like Napoli Sansoni. <laughs> certainly certainly demand more creativity out of. We see. Listen, those of you that repetitively make the Who Won Calcio Twitter board, we're watching you and we're evaluating you, and we know That's what right. you're capable of. So, yeah, sometimes you're going to get on for something like this, but we have stand. We we we. And you should be honored that we hold you to higher standards. Okay, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so this is not a winner, but you know, anytime that you can make make a re Juve referee reference, we're going to have a chuckle at it. So, um, you know, so we so we like it. And that Napoli Sansoni, and he knows this. Uh, you know, we we certainly think that. Uh, now this one much much better from at Napoli Sansoni. It is, it's still funny that Delic decided to join a club that he absolutely manhandled. What a downgrade for him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's see. What we got next? What we got next? Okay. Uh, at Alessio Tackle, Napoli Lazio Roma fans look at the Super League announcement and they're not invited. Yeah. <laughs> 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 
Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! Yeah. Is that the lot? Is the one that's on the extended rant? Which team is he support? Then uh, that's a good question. <laughs> He's Marici. That's Marici. <laughs> <laughs> it's Jerry Mancini. Uh, yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> Once again, we said we, we encourage you check out at Statutos underscore uh, Super uh, Super League should have storylines like the WWE. And just enjoy yourself with this one because uh, yeah. there is some quality responses to this thread. Um, Holland, when he faces off against Marcus Rashford's Man United, a shoot between Brock Lesnar and I don't know who the other guy is. Yeah, he says, I don't care about your kids. <laughs> That's yep. the first one. It's yep. really good. Definitely check this out. <laughs> yep. Uh, another one, Suarez. Let me see. And here comes Gerard as a surprise entrant. <laughs> he falls Royal Rumble and he slips and falls into the ring mat. <laughs> oh my! Uh, big clubs to Arsenal after finding out they made it to the Super League. Yeah, who the heck's this guy? That's right. Yeah, um, Ramos to Dembele in the hospital before every El Clasico. <laughs> the old Stone Cold when he beat up on Vince McMahon and hit him with the bedpan. <laughs> right, 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 right. Three man. Great man. stuff. Uh, let's see. Uh, <laughs> Bruno Fernandez when someone pokes him in the box. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> All right. So that's so 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 definitely everybody take a look at that. Um and uh let's see here. Oh, that guy that uh he was talking to his Heath Slater, that's who it was. Gotcha, gotcha. Nice. Uh and then at Interscrinyar FC. So now here's the one. Inter need a goal and Conte replaced Erickson with Gallardini, and it's of course <laughs> from the hangover, Zach Galifianakis uh, <sighs> figuring out the math with the uh blackjack. All right, let's see. Greatest threat to world peace, Fiorentino Perez, forty one percent, and then Agnelli's in there, Joe Glazer. Uh look at all these guys. It's all the all the uh, all the businessmen trying the to uh, destroy football. Yep. Yep. All right, and then uh, finally, um, Neratsuri nominating at Tony's underscore Plan B. The real virus is communism. European Super League is just how it spreads. <laughs> so. Oh, right. that's 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 it, huh? Let's pick a winner. Oh my. Um, actually, there was one that. I don't know where, where where happened to it. It was uh, so I'll let me find that WWE one because that's it. Kind of came off of that. Um, I thought I retweeted, it, but I don't see it. But uh, so I'll show you the video that was used. I think Gianni's the one who nominated this or somebody. Oh, this one. So this one right here, the video I'm showing right now. It's this guy coming in the ring. It's in Napoli when they try to get into the uh, Scudetto fight and he gets kicked out. Hang on a second. Or Super League. I'm just trying to get this. The heck is going on with my? Anyways, there's some good which, ones. Which one is it? Oh, okay. So you got another one. He's got kids. Was a gimmick for a while for a job, for a jobber like him. That's nice. <laughs> I don't uh, know which one. Um, the one we with have, uh, yes, jo yes, Johnny. We have standards. <laughs> very small ones, but they're very small ones, and we only have three feelings. <laughs> so. The one uh, that, uh, oh man, um, who said it? The one with uh, Napoli when, uh, oh, let me, let me find it before I butcher this. Do you have one? Who's your winner? Uh, I'm looking. So I'm going to go with D. Russo, 2235. Napoli in the Serie A when Juve, Milan, and Inter all fuck off to the Super League. And they're dressed to the nines. <laughs> You're going with that one? 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, let's see. We might have a uh, we might have co-winners this week. Okay. Um, I'm going with Don Pepino. He's one of the first ones, right? At Don Pepino, rail the heading to Juventus oh, yeah. headquarters. God, my damn oh, computer does this time. All right, so. <laughs> oh, Riola. Yeah, so that that one's me, and you got. Uh, so, you know so I'm, going, got, I'm, going with, I'm going with Don Pepino. Okay, we're going to go with Don Pepino yeah, for the winner yeah, of Calcio Twitter. Nervous. Okay, so add Don Pepino, a first-time entrant, and who won Calcio Twitter? The Cinderella, the Cinderella story. See, you wouldn't <laughs> have that if you go to the Super Leagues, you know? Yeah. Imagine yeah, we did this... a Super League. Oh, that actually might work. <laughs> well, we would still have who won Calcio Twitter and feature the teams playing in the Super League. Yeah. So, all right. My uh, my Agu- computer is going bonkers on me right Maguire now. Maguire versus Messi. Who's excited? Laugh my ass off. <laughs> Not Maguire. Good stuff. All right, so at Don Pepino, congratulations, first time entrant, and you are you are a winner of who won Calcio Twitter. Take a bow. Well played. Um, so uh, again, hashtag who won Calcio Twitter. If you find anything uh, useful, uh, humorous, or otherwise that uh, we might uh, have some interest in, no um, insults to people. Other people, just teams. Yes, please. Uh, keep it clean. Uh, keep it respectful. Well, clean within reason. Yeah, um, but keep it respectful. Things. Don't be offensive. Don't be a dick. Uh, and this is something we have fun with. And, uh, you know, we'll uh, we'll read off the ones that got nominated and, and pick a winner the following week. So, um, And with that, we're going to put a bow on this edition of City. I sit down, Richard. Uh, shameless plug time. Yeah, uh, just going to plug away for uh, Calcio Connection. Uh, this, the guys had me on uh, this past uh, Thursday. So, um, yeah, just thank them. Follow that episode. It's a really fun. Ep- follow all their episodes, really. And uh, uh, actually follow everyone on that on that chat because we had Nima on there. Nima obviously does great things with Semper in there. And also um, Italian Football Podcast as well. And then uh, Jorge, he does he, he has a League On podcast as well. So you got to check him out as well. And then obviously Jerry and, and Jerry and Alex, for sure, they do great stuff. So, uh, check that out, and as always, you can follow me at r underscore k h a r m a n. There it is. Awesome. I'm at ftc underscore twenty one. Serious sit down. We have our own channel on Apple Podcasts and SoundCloud. We can be found on Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, wherever there's podcasts. There's Serious sit down. Go to at Serious sit down on Twitter or Instagram. Uh, provide any uh, comments from the. Uh, podcast you've listened to here uh any questions comments uh anything you want us to cover on future podcasts we're all ears we're happy to help um also you can find us a little bit on facebook we jump into that from time to time but not as often as we as we do on twitter in particular so um chat great stuff as always the who won calcio twitter guys always coming through i had a great time with you guys um, had a great time reading all of the nominees. A lot of the, a lot of it centered around obviously the Super League. So um, good stuff as always, and uh, good time for everybody. So um, Richard, next Sunday night sounds good to me. Did I lose you, Frank? There you are. Yeah. You signing us off? Uh, wait for your sign off. You froze there. I am. There I am.
Good night.